Live from the MC. Welcome back. Casual Supremacy. Beckman Podcast. Casualsupremacy.com. Check us out. Social Studies for the 21st Century. It's a nonprofit run by me, Mr. Jason Paulino, and I'm so uh, honored to be back in the Dykeman podcast uh, to film our next episode about, uh, I think, a topic, especially for Dykeman, for Inwood, that's uh, something that we should be aware of and how we talk about it and uh, just just the kind of the verbiage that's coming out of it. And, and that's the migrant crisis, all right? Like, it doesn't matter what's going on right now in New York. You know, the mayor is basically blaming all kinds of budget cuts, uh, basically on this surge of, of migrants that's coming in. Um, but again, I think that, you know, there, it's something that you have to, I, I find kind of suspect. Um, and I want to discuss that and I want to hear your feedback and I'd love to hear your comments and I want to discuss, I think we have kind of opposite, I, not opposite, we have different ideas or different things, um, notions about it. And again, I think that especially us from Dykeman, from Inwood, most of us are, you know, first generation or, or, you know, straight immigrant from immigrant families, you know, and I think that in New York City in particular, it's very interesting because even that term, the use of the word migrant, um, is something very interesting because, you know, it was never migrant. It was never, you know, we had immigrants, we had asylum seekers, maybe even illegal immigrants, but all of a sudden there was this grouping and it became about migrants and the migrant crisis and you hear it hear it you know today's the 16th of january 2024 happy new year to everybody um i actually shared this with you earlier today but uh the governor basically uh declared that she is going to uh put together 2.4 billion dollars to support the migrant crisis right and so the migrant crisis usually when they're talking about the migrant crisis they're talking about people from south of the border right they talk about mexico talking about cuba we talk about seneca i mean africa uh venezuela um and that's when it's called migrants you know and i think in particular the united states has you know has to kind of look at itself and look at just not what's happening the influx but like what caused the influx of these immigrants you know, and it's particular, let's say Mexico, right? Now, a lot of these people are coming from, you know, again, these cartel wars over drugs, right? But the United States happens to be the biggest buyer of these drugs. And the weapons that they're using, you know, these drug cartels, they don't, you know, they don't make Glocks in, in oh. Mexico. You know, they are being shipped in straight through the border. We send them the guns, they send <laughs> us the drugs. And we don't make avocados. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? What we make here is fine weaponry. This is what America is all about. You know, we've talked about this before. That's what the casual supremacy is. No one talks about it because we don't really make anything else. There's a real famous George Carlin-like uh, joke. We talked about it because, listen, we don't make steel anymore. We don't make cars any, they're any good anymore. We don't, you know, the only thing that we really make are weapons. And when you really think about what's happening in the rest of the world, we're not really considering that we're, we're part of that, you know? And for a long time, for about 40, 50 years, I, we talked about this one time before, but the United States invaded Dominican Republic. The United States, you know, Puerto Rico is basically one of our colonies. We have, you know, for a long time, it was basically the suppression of, of communism, right? Yeah. We went in and we got rid of any local elected leaders that were communists, all right, or left-leaning. And we would take over and we would rather have, you know, a right leaning dictator, you know, and look, look what's happening in America now. We would prefer to have a kind of this right, you know, right handed strongman versus, you know, this democracy, which is what America is supposed to be about. 
And, you know, another big issue I think we have to consider is, you know, it depends on, you know, where the migrants or the immigrants or the asylum seekers are coming from, right? Since 2022, the United States has taken in more than 280,000 Ukrainians, uh, and it was sponsored by the Department of Homeland Security. But they are not considered migrants. They are called, you know, refugees, war-torn, you know, and, and so it's just... I think a lot of it we have to discuss about where we're coming from and kind of just the verbiage. And I think especially us from Dykeman, uh, from Inwood, you know, who come from immigrants ourselves. And, you know, when the mayor ran, when, you know, Eric Adams, everyone loves talking about him. He's the, the you know, what is he? The, 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 the club promoter, um, <laughs> mayor. I will say this, right? It doesn't matter since I've been in New York City. I feel like the least popular person in New York is the mayor of New York. You know, like the Blasio, everyone ate of Bloomberg. You know, it depends on what side of the, but but it is probably one of the most unpopular jobs ever. You know, and 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 it's crazy because what effect what bothers me about uh, Mayor Adams in particular is that he wrote he ran on a you know, we're going to protect New York City as a sanctuary city. And that's something that's been around since the 80s. We literally have a law in New York that says that we have to offer, you know, people uh, a sanctuary if they're looking for asylum, for political asylum. You know, the big thing I think for New York is if you think about it, if you're coming from the southern border, you know, there's more politics because they're being busted. And another thing that the mayor just initiated is that he's suing uh, the bus companies that are bringing in these migrants from Texas, because they're, you know, basically uh, forgot uh, Abbott, the governor of Texas. He loves it. He thinks it's funny, you know, to just <laughs> think about it, just to send them to Chicago, send them to New York. It's like it's his big joke. You know, the other day he was on a press conference, uh, Governor Abbott from Texas, and was like, listen, I would I would kill these migrants if, if Biden wouldn't prosecute me, you know, which is just I'm just saying that, like, we got to like, wow. You know what I'm saying? He said that, like, you know, like straight up, you know, and very casual, real casual, you know, exactly like. What's up? You know, and, and so it's one of those things that I think we have to reflect on and think about. And I know it's a lot of money. Uh, I think the city is spending nine point eight million dollars a day housing migrants. I think it's about 80,000. Uh, so it's like one of those things where you're going to have to consider you know, what the rhetoric is, why they're saying it, where this is coming from, where all of a sudden, because there isn't any new conflicts in the world right now, especially in the southern border. There's no new war in Mexico. There's no new war in Venezuela. You know, these are old wars and they're, you know, they're being affected now, you know, and then there's this influx. And again, you know, we're housing about 80,000 um, migrants in New York City right now. But I will also say there's, you know, there was a recent study that said that there's about 40,000, uh, you know, uh, un, uh, is 40,000 um, vacant, you know, affordable housing apartments in New York City right now. 40,000, you know, and that's for New Yorkers, for anyone. And so they're, they're housing migrants in schools. This was just everyone. I don't know if you knew, but but um, Manhattan College up here, Riverdale, they were just protesting. They took one of those dorms, they refurbished it, and they're going to house migrants. You know, the big issue is this. If you don't realize that migrants, when they come in for asylum, they're not allowed to work minimum six months. Like they, there's like they cannot work. They're not giving. So, so they come in, right? And you're basically putting them like on welfare. You know, instead of giving them vouchers or letting them like fend for themselves or work or do anything like that to kind of sustain their families, we're basically just putting them in boxes outside of like Roosevelt Hotel in Midtown. And no, I mean that's some real thing right now. It's just people are just being left in the streets. 
and and we're not giving them any work visas. And and again, we we know this about New York, and we know this about the world. You know, the jobs that immigrants take in this country are jobs that Americans don't want to do. You know, they're delivering your food, they're cleaning your dish. You know, they are doing kind of the housework, the the kind of low labor jobs. But we are not even giving them that opportunity. In the bare minimum, they cannot work for six months because they think that if they give them that opportunity to to get work, it's just going to encourage more migrants from coming. But it's like, listen, if you already have them here, instead of leaving them in, in boxes outside of these hotels, like, you know, and, and now they're giving them a bike. Basically, the mayor just made it so that you can only, he's trying to shelter them for only 30 days, cutting it in half. And he's then basically giving them 60 days eviction notice. So it's a very complicated issue. And it's just like, and then you're not letting them work. And then you basically, instead of like giving them housing vouchers so they could possibly pay, you know, like you're basically just putting them in these hotels and then it's just like, let's cycle them out. You know, the first time that the bus came from uh, one of these to the Port Authority from one of the, from, I think from Texas, um, the mayor was there to greet them and it was kind of a political set. No, he was. And you could look this up, right? Adam showed up, but now his, his, his rhetoric has changed and now they're literally going to the border and giving out flyers and saying, don't come to New York, right? We can't handle you anymore, you know? And he's using it for all kinds of excuses right now for like cutting education, housing, like all kinds of things. He's like, I think the number is $12 billion. I'm gonna have to fact check that. $12 billion, he's saying that we're wow. basically, it's gonna cost um, over the next fiscal year, $10 million a day, you know, nine point eight. So it's, it's but in not allowing them to work, and not allowing them to get regular housing. You're also kind of shooting yourself in the foot in the whole idea that like, they're gonna go somewhere. Like you think that they're gonna walk back from New York to Mexico, <laughs> you know, like that's basically what you're saying is that you think that they're gonna kind of revert turn the bus around and turn themselves around. And so this is just these issues. You just cannot like overlook the rhetoric, you know what I'm saying? And, and they make it seem like this, this enemy, you know, like remember like the, the war terror, we, we used to have insurgents, you know, now it's migrants. Like we, we kind of dehumanize people, you know, and, and these are people who are, you know, for real reasons looking to come here. And again, when it comes to Latin America, like the United States has like, I saw this map and I wish we could pull it up. Um, that, that it's, it's just how many years and how many countries the United States has invaded. And again, for a long time, it was about communism, right? Like the forties and fifties, that was like, you know, that's what we're still doing. Russia, Ukraine, and that, that's kind of been the, the backdrop issue is, is, is communism and, and, and protecting. And they wanted to prove how much communism wasn't going to work by sabotaging it in every place that they could, anywhere that it was popping up. It wasn't like they just let, like Cuba, like Cuba, like right now has probably the greatest like medic, medical program in the world, you know? And it's done that like without, with, with an embargo that the embargo that we have against Cuba, cause that's another one of the migrant countries is unprecedented. It's, I think it's going on over 70 years right now. You know, like I'm talking about how many presidents is that? It's like Truman, like that, like, like how long Kennedy, since President Kennedy, we had Cuba under embargo. And then we're mad when we get immigrants from Cuba. But it's like, but we're the ones who are basically making it so they can't have medicine, they can't have food, or at least limiting it. I'm not saying they can't have it, but they're limiting it. So, uh, you know, it's a question for me and it's a question for you.
And I just want you know the people listening to reflect on that as we keep using that migrant crisis thing because it's they've turned it into a crisis. It's again kind of like the war on terror. It's just it becomes this phrase, you know, and it's this thing where we start kind of internalizing it. And I just uh, I just think it's a very interesting thing to to consider and and to keep moving on and and looking at you know the the long term you know implications and, and the history. Because that's what casual supremacy is all about. And I mean, that's what I study. And it's, again, social studies for the 21st century. Check out casualsupremacy.com. Casual supremacy, one word, on IG. You know, buy some of our t-shirts. But again, I'm just trying to to kind of rethink about some of the things that we've been taught and, and how we're taught constantly and how to, we look at these topics. Um, it's just, I think, amazing. Um, and not amazing, but but just just it's, it's something that we have to really keep in mind. Um, as we keep talking about this topic and, and also all the different ways that we're using, using this subject to limit ourselves, like that, that we are cutting our, all these budgets from schools, from housing and from real things. And we're being like, it's the migrants fault. It's like, really? In New York city, one of the richest cities in the world, it's the 80,000 migrants that came in. I mean, it sounds, it's a lot of people. I'm not gonna lie. It's, you know, overall. We're trying to send them back or we're trying to, you know, we're trying to find solutions. And instead of having them work, instead of, instead of finding, we're just like, nope, you can't work for six months. Nope. You can't, we can't find you an apartment. We have to live in the shelter. You know, the, the shelter they're saying right now, the shelter system in New York is totally over flooded. Half of the people in our shelter system in New York city right now are migrants, according to the mayor. So it's just one of those things that uh, I would love to hear from everyone here. And, you know, again, this is, you know, just, Loved your reflections on what's going on, and especially again our immigrant community, um, on what you think about these things, and uh, would love to hear more. Pause. <laughs> you know, people are like, "Why do people want to come to New York City?" It's like, think about it. The movies, the whole thing. You know, we've been selling this dream that this is where we take care of immigrants and everyone has a chance, and da da da. And for so long, that was the shtick, you know. And now it's like. Nah, we good, you know, especially if you're coming from a place where the brown people are from. And I mean, I'd say like that, but like, you know, you know, again, the big countries besides Mexico, Cuba, Haiti, Guatemala, Nicaragua, and African countries like Senegal and, and, uh, and Guinea, you know, but again, like all of these places are like all have been like affected by us, you know, like we have been in there, Venezuela, like we've invaded Guatemala, Nicaragua, you know, like the, oh. the Contras, you know, do you remember, remember this? This is not that long ago either. Nicaragua and the Contras was like, not like, I was Reagan, you know what I'm saying? We were born or I was, I'm old enough to, to have been alive. I mean, not for all of the Reagan administration, but like a good part of it, you know, we were born into it. Nicaragua, yo, we, we were paying those contracts because we didn't want communism there, right? But even though if they were elected by people and they were, but we weren't down for that. And we were just like, no, we want these right way. And then it, you get these dictators then you get these wars. And then guess what? When you get wars, you get people who are looking for shelter or looking for asylum. And that's what we're dealing with right now is just like this, this, this need for people to find safety, you know, and it's crazy because I feel like America is probably like one of the, you know, it's, I'm not saying it's not safe, but you know, it's, 
it's a it's a dangerous time to be alive, you know, and and in America in particular, you know, there's a lot of contrasting opinions about who's right and who's wrong, who's American, who's not American, what makes you American, you know, and there was a time where you know this whole country was like, hey, bring us the immigrants, and first of all, the biggest thing with immigration is cheap labor. You know, that's always been, think about it, that's why we don't build anything anymore, because most of New York City was built by, like, Chinese and Irish immigrants. That's who built the subways, that's who dug those tunnels. Now, we can't find those cheap, you know, immigrants. And even now, if you look at construction, have you, have you looked at some of the construction crews that are, you know, they're usually foreign around here. It's the Chinese, the Mexicans, they're the full ones, even inwards, building all this stuff. But when you see the crews in the morning, they're not American. I mean, they're not saying they're not American, but. But you can tell their nationality and they're not, you know, and, and, and they usually work in like kind of these uniform groups. I mean, it's usually kind of one kind of same group of people. You know, I live on Seaman and, and you see that they're building that thing on Seaman and, uh, and 204. And, and you see the crews in the mornings. So I, I get up in the gym and they're in the first things and, and they, you know, they all speak Spanish. They all, I, mean, I can't say exactly what country they're from, but they're all speaking Spanish they're up at like five o'clock in the morning and they're the ones constructing that new, you know, that, that, that place that they took over right here on, uh, on Seaman and 204, I think. Um, and I forgot what, I, they, they destroyed those, not destroyed those buildings, but they got rid of these old buildings. They put in new buildings there and they look great. You know, like I said, I'm all for that, but I think we have to acknowledge that like immigrant labor is, is like what built America, <laughs> you know, it's like it's never. So Jason, for 2024, how do you think that, this affects the election. Well, you know, we're, we're, it looks like, you know, we had the Iowa caucus yesterday. I'm not saying that Trump is going to win the Republican nomination, but it looks pretty good. He's, you know, he looks, I mean, besides, you know, the, the 91 counts against him or, or the, the, the indictments that, that are looming against him, he's, he's a very popular guy, right? And he was the one who made famous, you know, build that wall, right? And, and Biden just, he kept building it. Like, it's funny because it, it was Trump's wall once, but now it's Biden's wall. And he's, he's, they've kept building it. And, but people are still climbing it. And, you know, you could keep building these walls and, and you know, they put barbed wire now in, in the, 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 uh, what is it? The river. Um, I'm, I'm totally going blank right now, but, you know, the river that separates Mexico and the United States, they're putting barbed wire in the water. And people are getting caught and drowning. And, and so it's become such a political um, topic. It's become such a, and so it's going to be one of these big, because, you know, that's what they're attacking Biden right now about, you know? And the only thing for me is like, do you think that either one of these guys <laughs> is who you want there? I, I personally would love another option. Um, but at the same time, like we saw what Trump did and, and it, wasn't great. I mean, as far as, you know, everyone, again, depending on who you're talking to and seeing what's going on, I mean, as far as financially, he put us in a lot of debt and he also like lost a lot of jobs. And I mean, those are numbers that you can look up. And so in 2024, you know, in an election year, we're going to be going into November. There's going to be a lot of rhetoric. And I feel like this migrant crisis is, is like right up there with one of those things because people in America in particular are afraid of the other. They're afraid of you know, the, the, the immigrants are taking over, especially Latinos. We're going to, we're, you know, we are on pace to be the largest group here in America, you know, I think by 2050 or two, I want to say 2020, 2050, 2055, like the census is saying that like, we're going to take 
over as far as the population. And you know, the thing is with, with Latinos is that we come from like such a wide array of countries. But when you think about it, like the one thing that almost all Latin American countries have in common is that the United States intervened at some point in their history Dating, if especially if it was a, a leader that was leaning left and was thinking about communism and was about like nationalizing and giving money to the people and, and using their resources that way, they were like, nah, 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 nah. We don't need that around here. And they squashed it. And it didn't matter who they left behind and who they left in charge. You know, it was a dictator. They were rather a dictator than someone who was elected left. You know, and so that is something that I think that we have to reflect on and understand our own part in this. And 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 again, how this rhetoric is going to affect how you vote. And that's what they want. You know, they want you to do something. You know, they want you to think about these things. But again, we come from immigrants. We uh, Many of us are, are, are Latino, you know. And so just remember that the people who they're calling migrants are like, really not that far separated from you and your family, you know, for the chances. I mean, not all of them, but again, if you're a New Yorker, and again, before Inwood and Dykeman was a Dominican neighborhood, you know, it was a Cuban neighborhood. It was, it's gone through phases, you know, and everyone's always afraid of change and what's going on. And that's, you know, but change is the only constant, you know, we have to keep that in mind that we're constantly going to be going through changes and through groups. And I feel like Dominicans, particularly uptown Manhattan, you know, we've dominated for, for like almost 40 years. Since you know? the 70s. Yeah, it's, a, it's been a long time, you know. And so it's one of those things. And I, I'm so proud of seeing what's happened and what's changed and how many people and how many political parties and um, just a lot of the advances that our culture has, you know, has happened because of our power here in Inwood. You know, look at the Dykeman Strip. You know, when everyone thinks of it as just like this big party area, but I look at it as all these dominant businesses owned mostly by Latinos that, you know, that, that are running now this, this area and, and people are coming from all over New York to be here. And, and just the, the power and the beauty of, of immigrants because they work harder than anyone else. They expect less. <laughs> they work for less and they do the jobs that like day to day, you know, no one else wants to do and no one wants to acknowledge that. And I think, again, if you're going to keep having migrants coming in and you're not going to let them work for a minimum of six months because you don't want them to stay or you don't want to encourage more of them from coming, like they're already here. Let them work. <laughs> you know, and I also think about this is New York City. Like if you made it all the way from the southern border, if you made it all the way from Venezuela, from Cuba, and you made it to New York City, <laughs> like you traveled <laughs> away you know what i'm saying we are nowhere near any kind of border you literally went through the entire southern you know southern half of, of, of the united states the continent all to make it to the city um it's something to keep in mind that we have to look at how we deal with this look at these policies you could blame biden you could blame trump you could blame the wall you, could, you know but we tried all that stuff build the wall mexico's gonna pay for it we heard it all we're paying for it Mexico had nothing to do with it. But to be honest, it's crazy because you know what? You know what's going up right now is the Mexican peso. Look at the value of the Mexican peso. It's going up. 
you know? So the rich Mexicans are doing good, you know? It's the poor ones, again, the, the ones that are also coming from, again, these, these cartels uh, from these wars that are happening, again, these drug cartels. I mean, they're, they're shutting down. I think it happened in Ecuador recently. Like, basically, like, they, they, everyone just came out of, like, the, um, the prison system. It's like they're taking over. They're, like, basically, like, they, they've put so many people in jail. Um, and it's, it's just a very, um, it's just a very complicated situation. And I think that us from Dykeman, us from Inwood, us who are, are so closely connected to these, these immigrants have to really be careful about how we talk about this and, and how, and, and reflect on our own past and our own histories and our own families. And it's like, this is real, you know, and, and, and you they're basically weaponizing people. You know, and saying like, you know, these people shouldn't be here. But I don't know. Like, when when did being a person become illegal? You know, even that term, illegal immigrants. It's like, listen, the one time the United States was was again, we've already established borders. It's all, you know, all been a big war. You know, to to, to basically, but but this was not. You know, most of Texas used to be California. You know, you have to again reflect on the history. It's like, oh, you know, like we're, you know, like we're letting these, you know, I'm like, Texas was California for a long time before even us. And so those are things that we have to keep in mind. And we have to think about how we think about these things, how we talk about these things and, and how it it's affecting us like subconsciously. Again, migrant crisis, migrant crisis. Like I, I keep seeing it on the news. I keep hearing it everywhere. I'm like, why is it all of a sudden a crisis? You know, has there been a war that, that, that we didn't know about that just came up? Is, is Mexico fighting a war? Is Venezuela fighting a war? Are these, like, no. Cuba. Like, why are people fleeing Cuba? <laughs> because we've put them in an embargo for about 70, 80 years. You know, like, we aren't, like, we're, like, it is literally no precedent for what we've done to Cuba. And they're still... Like they've learned like the cures of cancer and stuff. They're, they're still sending, they, they still have one of the best medical programs, you know, whatever you want to say about Fidel, you know, and his legacy. And I'm sure that that's its own controversial mm -hmm. statement, you know, as soon yeah. as you bring up the beard, but like, you know, he had a plan and he was there and they tried to kill him multiple times and they, they see what's going on. And he, he held on, you know, and now, and, and then everyone's like, well, but, but look how poor Cuba is. I was like, but yeah, but, you understand that we've literally like we've sanctioned the entire, you know, for 70 years, we will let them trade with anyone. We have literally, cause they, they're on our, you know, it's like they're in our backyard, our, our sphere of influence is like, I think the, the historical term, you know, like this is our sphere of influence, like Cuba. So reflect on the sabotage that we are presenting to these countries and then wondering why we have this influx of immigrants, asylum seekers, <laughs> migrants, migrant crisis. You know, again, they've, they've just turned it into this like Fox News, very kind of just, it's a name. Like it's like a dun dun dun, you know, on the news tonight, the migrant crisis. And it's like, cool. But like, why? Tell me why. Explain to me, Go. let's go back a few, you know, moments and let's let's see what's going on. And, and I think that's what we got to do. We have to do a, a deeper reflection. And, and again, discussing the migrant crisis and again, just all the rhetoric that's going on uh, behind it. 
But, uh, you know, again, thank you for supporting Casual Supremacy. I know you're a big fan. I fucking love that. Uh, it's just for me, it means a lot. Check out casualsupremacy.com or at Casual Supremacy. It's on IG. It's, uh, you know, what we're talking about is just social studies for the 21st century. You know, we were kids. We all took social studies. You know, I'm just reinventing it. I'm rethinking it. And it's just about looking at the past and connecting it to what's going on right now. And, and that's what we're doing is just looking at what's happened and what we can at least agree on. And we've been alive long enough that, you know, we can connect what happened to what is going on right now. And again, for Inwood, for Dykeman, this is important stuff. We're just delving into um, just some, some important topics and, and connecting it to our everyday lives and how we think about things and how we talk about things and how we act upon things. And, you know, you don't have to agree with everything I say or everything that we say, but I'm open to conversation. I am open to dialogue. Um, I just want us to do the best, but we have to keep in mind the past. Check out casualsupremacy.com. Buy one of our t-shirts. Um, it's a non-for-profit. It's run by me, Jason Paulino, Matt Paulino, Jason on Instagram. And again, I just love coming to uh, the Dykeman podcast and representing for casual supremacy. Uh, you know, this again was uh, the migrant crisis uh, episode and uh, we have more coming. But again, it's a big topic and uh, I want to give us more information and I'll keep us updated. And uh, I love being here. Good night. Live from the MC. Ooh. Ooh.